0: Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Log Talk Radio.
2: All right. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun! One, two,
1: one, two, three, four.
2: up this morning looking for my shoes, look behind the trunk, found the hesitation blue. Lordy, tell me how long, Lordy, tell me how long, will I have to wait, will I have to wait, can I get you now, can I get you now, must I hesitate. Rock and chair, blues overtake me. Rock away from here, oh, Lottie. Tell me how long. Lottie, tell me how long will I have to wait? Will I have to wait? Can I get you
3: now? Can I get you now? Must I
4: hesitate?
2: Ride down. If the blues overtake me, I'll jump in and drown. Lord, they tell me how long. Lord, tell me how long. Will I have to wait? Will I have to
3: wait? Can I get you now? Can I get you now?
2: Must I hesitate? That's cool.
0: (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome to yet a very exciting episode here on Francie and Friends. Um, Of course, it's not Sunday night. I totally forgot that that was on there. It's Wednesday night, late night, radio. You know, what fun. So, anyways, the reason why we're doing the show tonight is because Sunday night, I guess, block talk radio had some issues and we were not able to broadcast live and it was really depressing because this show is what 13 years in the making nick
4: well yeah yeah yes exactly because um yeah this years. uh I, i've known this guy for a while i mean not i mean you know on a he's 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 a good friend that i haven't heard from or we haven't talked in in a long time um but uh we do go back by now, this is 2023. Um, oh, about, you know, um, 13 years, 10 years, 13-ish and stuff. We were yeah. trying to get a movie uh, t- uh, done, and I uh, tried to cast him in a role in that movie and, uh, and other stuff, too. I met him at a Big and Rich concert, too, in Reno, and so, you know, and uh, talked to him, had lunch with him in Nashville one time stuff, so that and that was that was back um, a little while ago. So um, and, and I I kept thinking about uh, man, two foot tread would be great to put on your show and uh, and stuff. But you know things just got in the way and whatever. But um, yeah, um, what you mean by that is now we we've come like full full circle in a way. Yes, that's the title of your your. Uh, Your thing for tonight (laughs) Full circle Uh, And I know that two foot Fred himself He he says that phrase In the song that he did um, To promote his book Anyway we'll talk more about that But yeah so yeah About I guess 13ish Years in the making Uh, Yeah Yeah, you're right So uh,
1: come full circle And it's
4: 2023 Uh, So heck yeah, it's it's about time and I'm really glad to hook back up with him again too. Uh he's he's a great he's he's a great guy. He's a great person. Um anyway, any who.
0: He's a sweetheart. Yeah, um I did receive a text message from him. He is going to be on tonight. He says he's running a little bit behind. Is it okay if he if he calls in in about fifteen minutes? I said that actually works out because Nick wanted to make some announcements. Oh, I did.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Cool. There's there's
4: announcements. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, actually, I've been trying to develop a comic book line for a little while, off and on. Um, and um, I got discouraged a couple of years ago but I got back to it this summer and uh I've been trying to figure it out, starting with my own books, uh my own comic books that other people have done over the years and um, getting the rights back and trying to figure out how to format and do things the right way so that just like I publish books, uh, it's like second nature and I could just, you know, do comics too. Uh with of course, the help of the illustrators and the and the, and the people i can 't do all that, but formatting and and stuff so finally uh, last week uh, uh, no about two weeks ago, um, I got uh, uh, my first comic that uh, shot in the dark comics did for me looks like a rat to me about uh, oh ten years ago um, um, I got the rights back to that and a few others, and I, I figured it out. Um, did some research on who should be the printer or, you know, who should I distribute with, and it kind of boils down to Amazon, um, which I usually <laughs> use as a printer. And um, so I submitted it. They actually, like, um, uh, blocked it when I submitted uh, the e-book. Um, I got a, like an Amazon ebook creator and everything too and I and I figured it out um, but they blocked it and I had to wait like over a week and I was like sweating going what and they, they wrote to me saying that there's copyright issues so I had to write back to them and tell them no there's not and these are the reasons and I gave them links and stuff so and I thought because they, they gave me problems uh, a few months ago, and for a day, they they shut down everything I published for like a day, saying that uh, we have a copyright issue with this thing. So I cleared that out, and I was kind. Of, Is this going to happen again? They're going to shut me down. But no, and they finally approved it. So I'm going to post that pretty soon. I'm just trying to get the print part taken care of before I do, and then once I get the print. Um, then I know how to do the print and ebook mm-hmm. comics, so yeah, I'm going to announce that within the next couple of days. But the ebook is available. Of, looks like red right to me. The Black Bet Sheet comics version uh, is available now. If you look it up on Amazon, um, and uh, uh, it's it's everything that I hoped and dreamed. <laughs> um, cool. So yeah, so that's the first step. In this whole thing, also we we've got um, David Gressky, uh, who wrote Whistle Stop, which is a great book. Um, uh, he's coming out with a new book um, in the next couple of weeks before September, um, and it's uh, it's a collection of his. It's a road kind of road trip anthology. Uh, and also Ken King um, is coming out with a new one. We also have. Uh, the third in our um, actually it's a trilogy of uh, all women anthologies uh, called Scream in the Night um, edited uh, compiled and edited by Raina Young so the uh, third Scream in the Night book uh, is due out um, by uh, probably the first week of September and as everybody knows um, uh, September and October are hard months for me to publish books because I put a lot of effort into our event here that we have for Halloween. And I already started. I've been putting up all kinds of stuff in the backyard, bringing out all the, um, all the Halloween things and started decorating and everything. And this year, not only are we going to have the Sacramento Public Library, Antelope Public Library here, giving away free books, uh, free used, donated books. But uh, we're going to have Black Bet book authors here, including uh, Adrian Age Art Scott, um, uh, and uh, he's going to have his DJ here at the table. And uh, uh, he wrote uh, co-wrote Tales of Hip Hop Horror with Raina Young, and also uh, coming to, driving down from Oregon is uh, um, uh, um, Edward uh, Martin the Third. Um, And he's going to be signing his books, and he's going to have a table, too. He wrote uh, The Blood Red Knight of Hatchet Valley for us. And uh, so that's going to be great. And we might have, like, free food. Uh, We might have, like, vendors and more people. Um, I'm reaching out to a lot of um, local business people in the community, and I don't have, like, I I have enough room to have, like, a small, like, convention-sized thing. And I've got tables. And um, I'm trying to reach out to, like, anybody in the area that can play guitar to, like, be in the corner playing guitar. (laughs) And, uh, you know, have some, like, music here and there, live music, and just um, bigger and better than ever. And we've been doing this um, for, well, we're celebrating Black Black Bedsheet Books' 15th anniversary this October. And... um, uh, so we're, we're trying to make everything as 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 more splendid as it can possibly be in past history. And then next year it's going to be even better than that. But this year, wow. So, you know, I've got a head start. Everything is looking great. And I've got people booked. And uh, booked. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Um, but, yeah. So I've been – um,
2: you should contact kind of local huh? radio and TV stations on this.
4: Oh, yeah, it's Sacramento. Problem, yeah. Uh, they, uh, um, um, oh, who came over, Francie? Sacramento, um, uh, I, uh, who? Cody, uh, Good Day Sacramento. Yeah, they came over uh, one year, like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm going to contact them and try to get Cody Stark back, who's like a, a favorite. He's still working for them. And,
1: uh...
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, and and stuff, and maybe like CBS, some of the other stations, Mm -hmm. stuff I have to get. Uh, There's a couple more people I have to contact, and there's a couple other things I want to arrange so that it sounds even bigger. Um, But, yep. Uh, Yeah, fortunately for me,
2: the World Cup knocked off my interview with Jay Towers at Motor City Nightmares locally, because he interviewed me, because we listened to him on the radio on our way to work, and I recognized him, and... He was near my table, and he interviewed me on camera for the last convention I did, and the World Cup soccer that nobody watches knocked it off, you know, at least not nobody in America, you know. So,
4: maybe I uh, yeah.
2: But, you know, go find a local guy that does a lot of local convention stuff and does that kind of stuff, and it give you more pub,
4: you know. Do you do you have a convention coming up?
2: Um, no, I, I got in the selection process to do um, uh, an author's event at Barnes and Noble in Rochester in November, and ah. you kind of inspired me to maybe do an adult book giveaway thing at my favorite watering hole. People come in on Halloween for for uh, um, dressed up as Halloween characters or something, you know. Oh, cool. Okay. Depends on What's if that? I get my books in, you know? Yeah. So, but no, I, I would check uh, see if there's local radio, TV person, at least on your local stations that could give you more publicity locally. Because they're always looking yeah, for that, stories.
4: That would too. be
2: cool. I know this we have... um an idea.
4: I know we have a couple of authors that are in Hawaii and I reached out to them um about um, the Maui fires mm-hmm. um and everything and they they don't live in Maui thank goodness so they're yeah. um they're away from that but um it it's it's been very interesting uh, Mary Quijano uh who wrote The Indian Problem uh, her books uh, were delayed she supposed to do a book signing but it was delayed i guess i don't know because of the fires um but uh hmm. yeah a lot of stuff going on there i was like you know asking if they were okay and they they say that they are um but uh yep yep I don't want to go on about so, the fires. That's uh, I could go uh, on and on about. When I heard That sounds
2: this. like you got It sounds like it's growing vast or rapidly. Your Halloween event. Well,
4: yeah, it was the biggest fire in the United States history. They say.
2: In the last hundred years. Can't yeah, the there's, Chicago, there's still huh? about a
4: thousand people missing. Missing. Mm-hmm. Wow. So.
0: Yeah, I had to spend like five. People that were trying to escape, they had to spend like five hours in the ocean.
4: They were saying that it was done on purpose, too. It wasn't a natural Uh-oh. disaster.
2: I'm hearing that because it was a historic village or something, wasn't it? A historic.
4: Well, like a lot of billionaires want something. property, and they decided yeah. to burn everything down oh, and make yeah, people happy. I, hear
0: yeah. I heard about that, too. Yeah,
4: I've heard about that a lot of the um local people um say that too but you know, like i said i could go on about that from what i heard i don't mm-hmm. i don't know anything except for what i heard i mean uh, you know yeah the world is like going uh and uh, going yeah. topsy turvy uh, in a lot more ways than i've experienced i mean man you know <laughs>
0: a yeah a so, lot of you know, different a- things going on there's a fire going on in uh California right now.
4: Yeah, you know, I got a uh, message from uh, emergency services whatever they're called uh today. Uh saying that there's yeah. a fire on um it's it's a ways from us. So I didn't get yeah. the 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 freeway and the number in the 119 or whatever and stuff. They were saying to avoid that because there's a fire. Zyro, always yeah. a fire every year in Northern California. Thank goodness, yeah. though, it's not near us, but, I mean, God bless them. There was a fire that um, that happened a couple of years ago in, um, what was it, uh, Paradise, California. Okay. And my parents, instead of moving here, they were going to move to parasy- par- Parasites Paradise in 1992. And I remember when my sister was alive, she was excited about it and always talked about it and stuff. But they moved here instead. If they moved there, their house would have been burnt down with the rest of them. Wow, talk yeah. about, you It sounds you know, like they avoided
2: going from paradise to hell.
4: Yeah, yeah, it would have been, like your book.
1: <laughs> and like
4: the two towns in Michigan. That's amazing.
1: That's why that.
4: on <laughs> the front cover of your book, I, I I figured, you know, I have to like illustrate it with a map, <laughs> like a map paradise to
1: hell. Well.
2: Oh yeah, that's cool. I'm happy about your event taking off, man. That's great. We're seeing you in Yeah, that's news. gonna be great.
4: Yeah, there was one time that we had Raina Young, um, uh, and her husband John Gillette uh, over signing books, and Fred Weehee. Also, and uh, uh, I was able to fund boxes of their books to be given away for free. And uh, Fred, uh, I remember he texted on Facebook or something uh, saying that I I can't, I can't sign fast enough, and that that actually made me feel good because that's that's the plan. There's so many people. Yeah. So I'm going yeah, to be giving really away cool books for free at this time too.
0: Yeah, and all the kids—they were like, "Like we're out of candy right now. We're going to make a run to get candy." And they like, "Forget the candy. I want the books." And it's like, "Wow!"
1: Yes, and it's promoting
4: litter, literacy in books, not just giving away sweets. You know, it's like making a having more of a purpose than that and making a difference. In kids' lives. Well,
1: yeah.
4: And even even their their um their parents too. Well,
2: I they um, rather have when when they candy.
0: Oh, by the way you guys, brace yourself for this one. What? Barbie the movie has just made history again. It is now Warner Brothers all time grossing film in history. It has beaten Harry Potter. It has beaten all their movies. It is now their top grossing movie.
4: movie. Well, that was funny. Yeah, it's it, uh, surpassed uh, over a billion dollars now and stuff. And when I heard um, first heard about it, I thought, eh. Yeah. But um, oh, then I heard about the plot and I thought, oh, that's creative. So they go into the real world um, to try to, um, because their feet get flat or something and other Mm. things. Uh, Some people say that it's uh, a little bit too woke, but um, but it it doesn't sound like it. It It sounds like it's a lot of fun. (laughs) I mean, Ken was the sidekick for Barbie anyway. Mm-hmm. It, with the toy line, Barbie was the star in the first place, so, I mean, yeah, make fun of Ken, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that.
2: Actually, it kind of poke, i see seen it with the, my wife and daughter and son-in-law, and, uh, it, was, uh, it was kind of, it was funny, poke fun at Mattel, at Barbie a little bit, it kind of was tongue-in-cheek humor, it was actually, I was laughing my butt off, it was funny, but
1: Yeah, get, I heard that there's a lot really
4: of um, references to a lot of the past toys and a lot of you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah it, it does sound good.
2: Yeah, it's it's worth seeing. But let's get to the really important one to see, The Last Voyage of the Demeter.
1: Did yeah, I heard that it's that?
4: not doing so well. I heard that the people that like it, especially horror people, really like it. But mm-hmm. um, it's not doing too well in the theaters, I heard.
2: Because, yeah, the previews for it look really good. I just haven't gotten around to seeing it.
4: Yeah, I wanna see that one too. It looks really good.
2: My son actually thought they stole the idea from my book. <laughs> then, you know, oh, yeah. But no, actually I actually borrowed from I was kind of a chewy to that part of the Dracula book. You know. Like what well, yeah, if yeah, I was gonna get trouble with
4: And that, and so they decided to just take um that one uh one chapter in Dracula and make it into a mm-hmm. movie about the whole voyage, what happened to them. And that's know I
2: actually always thought they could have, too, though. I mean, they could have elaborated and made a movie on that for years. I mm-hmm. mean, that was kind of the more interesting part with all the crew dying and stuff, you know.
4: Yeah. One thing I do want to yep. still see is that one with Nicolas Cage's Dracula. Renfield? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to see it based on the first trailer, but Oof. now I want to see it because of his performance. I think it might be kind of hokey, but I think it might be yeah. fun the way that he portrays Dracula in it.
1: Yeah, Seems but over I the do
4: top. Uh, like Nicolas Cage.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: He was great in The Color of Space.
2: Yeah. I if didn't you see haven't seen one. that
4: that Lovecraft movie, I thought that that was, and uh, that's, a, I mean, he's past his, like, big you know, um starring roles um of uh you know the multi million dollar mm-hmm. roles he's been doing all kinds of things lately but good for him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um all right guys. Are we are we oh, tired Fred. of uh, talking about Barbie the movie and other movies?
2: Yep. Fred Fred. Uh, yeah um two but I, Fred, I
0: got, got this but area Fred. code. That got I got this area code that just popped up. Area code eight one two, and that is most definitely Fred. So without any further ado, here he is. It's Thirteen years in the making of trying to get two foot Fred on this show, we finally got. Him. Hello there. Hey, Fred. How, hey how, how, how are you doing?
5: How are you? We're doing
0: good. I, Fred, I for, uh... when me, What? When you heard me say that this has been 13 years in the making, this has literally been 13 years in the making. Like, every month for the past 13 years, I have said, Nick, give me Fred's number. <laughs> Nick, give me Fred's number. I don't know if I can do it. Nick, so he's loyal to not pass out your phone number. <laughs> cool. Oh yeah, I I, uh,
4: I explained uh, towards the beginning of the show um, before you called that uh, um, we got, we had a disconnect for a long period of time. I gave them a little brief period of history, you know, with the into the yeah. basement thing, meeting in Nashville, meeting you for the first time in Reno at a Big and Rich concert down the out uh, the escalators. <laughs> I got photos of that. I I gotta I show you it. sometime but uh but yeah, I mean since then I mean we kinda lost touch and and um I, I was uh, telling the folks how uh, it's really uh, it's really great to hook back up with you again. Uh and well, this show's you. a great excuse for it.
5: <laughs> we don't need an we don't need an excuse but but I, I get I know what you're saying. Oh good. Can <laughs> you guys hear me okay? Hey.
2: Yeah. yeah. You're just fine.
5: Okay. Okay. And I've got, I'm bringing my speakerphone, so I can switch Fred, gears if I need to, try to figure something else out.
0: What? Okay. Uh, somebody that you can meet on the show. Um, this is actually his real name. Uh, Tom Sawyer. Meet two foot Fred. Fred. Hello, nice to meet you. Damn Fred. it.
5: I thought I was going to I be a Huckleberry fan.
2: No, that's okay. That's an old one, man. That's bigger in my underwear.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, two foot. I, I mean, um, um, Tom Sawyer has been an author of mine. I, I think I've published like 10 books of his or something uh, oh. since uh, maybe 2012 or something yeah. like that. He eventually became a co-host of, of um, Francine Friends. Too, uh so yeah, he was excited to, that you're on the show.
5: Fantastic. Yeah.
2: How did you get your start? You How did you get your start? I'm just kind of curious because I, you know, I have a journalism background, so I got to ask some basic questions. How did you get your start? How did you get into music and everything? Well, it was a um, a full,
5: uh I was in Nashville. Uh, late 90, like 99, 2000, something like that, uh, for what they used to call fanfare. Now it's, uh, CMA Music Fest. And I was there by myself. Um, I'd driven down. It's about three and a half hours from where I'm, where I live in Indiana. And, uh, I'd driven down and read the wheat there for CMA Music Fest or wheat and, um, met John Rich. Of of the band Big and Rich in a bar down downtown Nashville. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, and then, so you're
2: a big Western boy, then like me, I'm from Michigan.
5: Yeah, I'm in Michigan. um, wait, those of us in in the, in the business don't really we don't just like call it country or Western, <laughs> mm. <laughs> country, but uh, yeah, um. But, so I met John and then he um uh remembered me and we exchanged email addresses. Remembered me and then invited me to do the stable horse video like five years later, um, in oh four. Wow. Um, and that pretty much led to me them basically saying, Hey, we're going out with McGraw Uh we would going to have you at any shows, you, you know, you're welcome to come. So I started going to the shows I could drive to and that led to them saying, hey, why don't you come to Nashville, hop on a bus with us and ride for a couple weeks at a time. And that, then that led to me doing the whole second leg of the tour and then on and on and the rest is history. Cool. Yeah.
2: That's really cool. Well,
5: Oh,
4: well, so uh, so, um, I always imagine, I, I think, I don't know where I heard this, but uh, um, I, I did hear uh, um, on, uh, like, YouTube, um, some of your interviews on uh, TV stations about how you first got involved with Big and Rich. I don't know where I heard this from, but I heard John Rich talking about how he met you in a park instead of a bar. I don't know where that came from, but I always imagined. I, I always, uh, what? Uh, yeah, I I,
1: I I always imagined
4: uh, that. Uh, did did um, uh, did you and John and Kenny like get together and say, "Hey, there's this music mafia thing. We want you to be uh, uh, like a spokesperson and be in our videos," or or uh, because it, it sounds like what you're saying is it was it was a process instead of sitting down and saying. Uh, okay, this is how it's going to be.
5: No, yeah, no, we never, never discussed it like that. It's very organic, uh, very kind of unfolding as time went on, um, and very, very. Um, um, you know, I for the first two years I, I wasn't getting paid um, for going out and and eventually performing with the guys. However. The second year I was able to sell they let me sell some merch on the road, which paid my bills. And then the third year, uh, from then on I was on salary I very treated you know, always always treated well and always took care of my expenses on the road obviously, but um I I, I did very well salary wise, um, when it when that that time came. Um, and it was not because they didn't want to earlier. They, just, they didn't have the money. I mean, production costs were already pretty razor thin. You know, they were on a thin budget or thin margin, if you will. And, um, but, excuse me, they'd had the music mafia going on long before I was around. Um, uh
1: uh-huh. And,
5: yeah, I think when I got in, when I got involved, like, really involved, I think they had done 72, I want to say 72 Tuesdays in a row. And I don't know how many we ended up doing all together. Um, but um, and again, that was just something that I kind of organically fell into. Um, and it just seemed like they were <laughs> when, when I first got involved with the guys and then the Mafia, the Mafia it kind of was one of those things where it felt like I was never not going to be a part of it. In other words, I right away never questioned whether I was, they were going to want me to be officially involved or not because I just felt like I was.
4: Uh, yeah, it seems like um, uh, back in those days uh, when I was really into country music, I mean, <laughs> That's a whole other can of worms. Country music um, uh, compared to nowadays is, is totally different um, in a lot of ways. But back then, um, especially with uh, what Big and Rich were doing, God bless them, um, but uh, it seemed like with the Music Mafia that uh, they were trying to get like a circus behind them almost. Uh, almost literally like their their video, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy um but- yeah. it, especially in their um in their album um um coming to the coming to your city uh, I think right. that they they say yeah we've got our very own two foot Fred and our big black rapping cowboy uh, mm-hmm. uh and you know and all this like a circus behind them or something that they were trying to instill like uh, we've got all this pizzazz and you know and stuff. Am I am I
5: right? I, yeah. I mean, you know. That, oh yeah. That, a while. The more the crazier and the more colorful, the more they wanted it around. And the, the more out of the ordinary, mind blowing stuff. Um, yeah. You're and you're right. Country Country music uh, is different now than it was then. But you got to realize when we were doing our thing, hot and heavy, in our heyday like 04 to uh, I don't know 11 12 13 something like that um there was an 8 or 9 year span there where we were doing things and playing music that people of that day thought was thought was extraordinary extraordinarily different from you know 20 30 years prior to that um, so it's really just matter a matter of perspective um you know, the people the, the lines or the um the boundaries that um are within are 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 created within the industry are meant to be broken uh, by any anybody creative. Um now the marketplace, i. e. radio and radio listeners kinda have a little bit of a decision well as well as consumers. People are consuming and, and purchasing If that if that happens anymore i don't know I don't know how much longer we'll have that from a standpoint, but um yeah.
1: they all have a
5: have a say in um obviously what how the music changes, whether it's accepted or not, and to what degree um, so you know it, it's just part of an all matter i mean on the road. I heard everything from because we were out with two what I would consider two traditionally traditionally country artists the first year McGraw and the second year Working and Dunn and um, and then we were then we did fairs and festivals and and all kinds of uh, um, you know our I wouldn't necessarily well, I guess we were on tour but. But more random than just being on with, with a with a bigger artist. But um to be on with a, a couple of traditional art um, performers like, like Tim McGraw and Burks Dunn, you heard everything from um rarely did I hear you guys are too much. Usually it was like, Yeah, we're ready for this So it was rather interesting.
4: Yeah, well I soaked it up. I mean, uh, I became a really huge, uh, big, and rich fan. I, I'm, I still am. Um, I, I think that some of their music is a little um, drier than it used to be. But when they started out, and especially the Hillbilly Jedi, which was uh, not too long ago, but eight years ago, that was awesome too. When they got like uh, Bon Jovi <laughs> to be a part of it, and all that. that and uh, I, I've learned to really like Big Kenny a lot um uh, uh with his uh, his days with love joy and um, yeah. and so yeah. forth uh yeah i i really think uh, i i'm kind of drawn more towards him if if you <laughs> ask me who do i like better um uh, but uh, i like both of them i like that kind of music and uh, it it blends a lot of like you know rock uh, with country and everything that 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 whole um circumstance with you getting involved with them that really um, did something for you overall. That really enriched your life um, and kind of changed it um, in a lot of ways.
5: Oh, and, and yeah, in countless ways. I mean, I I I like to say that I've had a lifetime of lifetime experiences um, because, and I'm not saying this in a in a, a vain way whatsoever or a. Per- I'm not trying to be uh, braggadocious, but at all. But uh, I have often thought to myself, you know, I've forgotten more people that I've met than what most people get to meet in their
0: lifetime.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I was gonna say, um, if you want to finish your sentence, one thing that I definitely want to play is your song "Coming Full Circle." I love that song. And uh, I've also noticed that within the last five minutes, we have jumped up two spots. So we do have listeners tuning in right now. And I think yeah. it would be great if we were to play your song, Coming for Circle. Oh, yeah, those that,
4: that haven't listened, they'll be super impressed. And uh, this is mm-hmm. not just Blog Talk Radio, uh, Fred. Uh, this goes to iHeartRadio and a lot of um, – distribution channels, so um, oh,
1: uh,
4: after this show, um, it's, it's um, going to be distributed to all kinds of people, so, uh, cool. yeah, and I love this song, when, uh, when Francie, uh, before you play the song, when, um, uh, when we got together and talked uh, and agreed to do the show, we did a lot of research on you, and uh, I never yeah, saw this yeah, video so before and I said, hey, Francie, <laughs> come over here. Check this out. This is great. That's two-foot Fred. He's, he's advertising his book. Uh, and yeah. I thought that was such a great song. I tried to pull it up on Alexa uh, and I couldn't <laughs> so I can, like, play it throughout the house. But uh yeah. love, that, love that thing. I love that thing. So, Francie, play it. Yeah,
1: and uh, one
0: thing I, I think it's... Yeah. I took it from the YouTube video. So what the listeners are going to hear right now is the whole video where you're talking to your publisher. And I think that everybody's going to get a damn good idea what you had to go through to achieve what you have achieved. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So here we go. Drop dead. Why did I just. Sorry. Two foot Their favorite movie. So is that I? Two foot spread.
1: Two foot. Two foot spread. This is actually a damn good
0: <laughs> song. I
3: know I have a story that re- will resonate with the public, and a story that that needs to be read. So. Please, just read the proposal again. I promise we'll sell a lot of books. Fred, I hear you, and we've talked several times now, and we've heard your story, and frankly, I just, I don't know if we can do this. I've heard this all before, and I'm tired of it. I was born with a cleft palate, but guess what? I'm talking. They said that I wouldn't be able to feed myself. But guess what? I'm starting my 13th company. I was told that i never drive. But I drove myself to skydive from over 14,500 feet. And they said that I probably wouldn't be able to walk. But guess what? I've performed in front of millions of country fans worldwide. So, Mr. Publisher. That's all I got. From the bottom of my heart, please publish my book.
4: We have a deal.
3: When I was born, they didn't know how different I was from head to toe. Short arms and legs with a crooked little back. My feet were curved and my mouth was jacked. In the 70s and 80s it was cut to cut All those dogs fixed me up While mom and dad dealt with the stress Me and the big man knew it was best it, I love the life that I've been given Yeah, it's a miracle My life has come full circle Where the girl, class to class I held my own so came in last Some days were dark, I won't lie But I never gave up, always gave it a try Kept on asking, never a question When it came to love, it was all rejection Picking myself up off the ground Cause you can't keep this little man down I love the life that I've been given Yeah, it's a miracle, my life has come full circle I've become a whole story. Two foot thread, two foot thread, two foot thread, two foot thread. lost my mom and I started to sing. Time on the road became drink and drink. Binge to binge, shame to shame Starting to lose at life's big game Love and grace, well they found me I'm back to the guy that I used to be I still got dreams in my head I'm blogging it tall cause I'm too foot Hey! I love the life that I've been given Yeah, it's a miracle My life has come full circle A miracle, my life has come full circle.
0: I've been in the book
4: business since uh, since the '80s, and that is hands down the best book trailer I've ever
5: seen.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I um
5: I was lucky that uh, the guy that was they hired a guy away from the music business. My publisher, my publisher was Howard Books, which was an arm uh, of Simon and Schuster. They're um, based in Nashville. Simon and Schuster bought Howard books and so it was their kind of their Christian class um you know, um uh, not I wouldn't call it religious, just um it basically, you know, I don't know what word I'm looking for but but um, it was that it was that that was what they were for Simon and Schuster in Nashville. Well, then you um publisher or well the the guy that ran um Jonathan Merck was his is his name. The guy there that was in the video there that the, the Mr Publisher um uh. he hired a guy by the name of Barry Landis and Barry had been in the music business with Warner Chapel, I believe it was. He he was responsible for taking taking Randy Travis's song Three Wooden Crosses. Um all the way up the charts, and then, again, in the pop world, in the pop, on pop radio, um, oh, top boy he took, he took that same song all the way to the top, so I had a music guy that was my, my liange or my, my guy in the publishing company, which really made it awesome, because we could really talk the same language, almost, or, you know, more so than that, you know, publishing language for me anyhow and he he understood a lot of my marketing ideas that were maybe outside the, the normal god you know normal bounds for a um a book publisher so that was that i have a, i was really lucky in that and then barry barry landis my marketing guy that was a music guy he knew the guy that produced my song uh mark um oh man i I'll think of his name here in a minute, but he, he had, he had produced the album, uh, Grammy Award winning album, um, Jesus Creek for, um, oh shoot, rain fog tonight, but the group was, um, big time Christian band back in the day, big time, rock, kind of a rock Christian band, but then the album called Jesus Creed that he was, my producer produced. And then the, the guy that played guitar for me on this um, is Taylor Swift's guitar player. Um, oh, really? Well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'll, I'll uh, let me look at my contact here see. I'm, 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 a lot of things I'm not saying for quite a while, um, but for some reason, I don't know, um, let me see here. Anyway, yeah, the... As soon as I think of his name, for some stupid reason I can't think of it right now. We don't want to. We don't want to call Taylor. You know that uh,
4: Taylor Swift, uh, in her earlier uh, country music years, she always, um, in her music videos, uh, um, uh, the camera oftentimes, when it's not on her, it's on this guitarist that's always like right next to her. Um, yeah. That. Yeah, that that dude. Yeah.
5: I I've got somebody else's name stuck in my head. Um, I've got Miranda Lambert's guitar player uh Aiden and that's not who this is. Um, uh, I'm 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 looking it up right now. I've uh um oh, Um Anyway, that's who did the guitar work that's for me on okay. there. And um um and that that's big and rich in the background. Big and rich are are, are the ones that are saying, two-foot
1: Fred, two-foot
5: Fred, two-foot Fred, two Fred, Is that yeah. so?
1: Wow. Yep.
0: Yeah, if, uh, you, and, and if you look at the beginning of the show, you'll hear Nick going, two-foot Fred, two-foot Fred, two-foot Fred, yeah. two-foot Fred. Oh, yeah, at the
4: beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I big and rich, like with all the um, – Music mafia people—you see them, uh, 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 you hear them in the background often, uh, especially in Cowboy Troy stuff, and uh, then you know uh, Gretchen Wilson, uh, and and there's always like a like like some kind of you know, big and rich influence in 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 a lot of these uh, that that's, um, that's unique kind of in like country music Beautiful. where there's like a broad influence uh, over the spectrum. Or they're involved in some way or another. That's what makes me <laughs> impressed with them as well. Yeah, they're,
0: no, they're very supportive. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, they seem like they're very supportive of their friends and Very much yeah, so like very much. They will so. Yeah. Yeah, that, do, you, that's uh, kind do of cool. you
4: keep in touch with them, Fred? Um oh, yeah. Um in the recent future, I mean, I mean, future
5: in the recent, you know, recently. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, I talked to John about. Well, you know how it is. I mean, Nick, I hadn't talked to you in a couple of years or more. Oh yeah. And we just kind of, you know, picked up where we left off, and um, I don't go that quite that long without talking to John, but. Um, you know, I had COVID for one thing or you know, and I I got lucky I didn't have it too bad, but I had it. And oh. somehow John John caught wind of it and called me to make sure I was okay and <laughs> um just different things. Um we I was actually recently in a video for him, I went drove went back to Nashville. I'm back in my hometown. It's where I live now, but I um he asked me if I'd like to be in a video for a song that he wrote called um, "I'm Offended That You're Offended," and um, yeah, so I went to Nashville and and uh, I was in that video with or for him and with him, um, and so that was fun um, to kind of get back in it here and um, but I don't talk to Kenny as often, but I mean I it's one of those things where I don't for it, not for any other reason that I just. Don't really have a reason to other than I need to call her, call her to say hey sometime. But, um, you know, everybody's so, bu- so busy that,
1: um,
5: but I guess that's not a good, that's not really a good excuse. I need to just call Kenny. Oh, well, I, I get sometimes.
1: the feeling
4: uh, um, that uh, John uh, mostly stays here in the States and Kenny goes to uh, like Africa and places like that where it gets disconnected uh, mostly from the rest of the world, and he's trying to do um, um, uh, important things for the world, I guess. I, I mean, it seems well, like that's his nature, but he, he he does things like that, where John is more involved in a little bit of politics and stuff that's back home. That's what I gather.
5: Yeah, I mean, Kenny, I don't know when, when, how often he goes over. To, you know, he's been to Africa, but I don't know that it's a regular thing. Um the last time I talked to Kenny, he was busy. They were working on, uh, his parents have both packed away and, uh, oh,
0: wow.
5: he was kind of taking over. Um, they had a, I don't know how many acres in, in Virginia. They had several, like maybe a thousand or more. I don't know, but they were working on, on fencing it all in. so he'd been, I'd been, had been there when I talked to him, um, working on that that project um kind of revitalizing the farm and um so you know i think that um it's just one of those things where they both were extremely lucky in the fact that they made money when there was still money to be made um yeah and they were able to they were able to um they both put you know sold their, uh, songwriting catalogs back when they were actually worth something. Um, And, you know, I I honestly, so so let me back, let me come back around. Basically, what I'm I'm saying, the reason I'm saying all that is, is that had their exact scenario happened today, I don't know if they would have made enough money to be able to kind of do it on their terms now or not, Um, like they did 20 years ago. Um, And I can't believe next year will be the 20th anniversary uh Save a
0: Horse. Oh. It's oh wow. 20 years, wow.
4: Huh? 20th. And time oh, flies, don't it?
1: <laughs> wow.
0: it's really fun. It really he's... does. All right. Raise your hand who feels old right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I
2: do. I'm the oldest one here.
0: I don't know. How I old try
5: old are you, not
2: Tom? to. Yeah,
5: i 63
4: challenges. in October.
5: How? Old? 63 in October. yeah, yeah you are. I <laughs> oh, well, you turn I'm,
4: I'm I'm 57.
5: How you I, turn I, as a matter
4: of fact, uh, Fred, uh, there's been a couple of times in the, the recent years that I've looked you up on like Facebook, and I saw your. Um, the Facebook um, um, page that you have, because I was actually wondering, is he still alive? Uh, I was yeah. wondering about that about other people, too, but, because I haven't heard from them in so long. And, so, and I was going, oh, thank God. And now, I'm, well, I'm talking <laughs> to you in the flesh, so, I mean, that's, you know, no-brainer. But, uh, yeah. wow.
1: Uh,
4: yeah. I've
5: I wonder- um,
4: actually... Huh?
5: The way AI is going, um, it won't be too long before you really will wonder if you're actually talking to the the person or not.
4: Oh well. Mm-hmm. I I hope it, not. What do you mean by that? Oh, no,
0: you got you got a lot of energy. In fact, uh, the last right before the Sunday show, you and I we spoke, and you said, "Hey, I'm mowing the lawn right now." Um, can you call me back at uh, eight, 8, I think it was like 10 o'clock our time. <laughs> I was like, you're freaking mowing the lawn right now? I mean, you're, you're when you say that you're busy, I get it because you're like, hey, I'm mowing the lawn right now. Can you call me back? I'm like, what?
4: Well, it's not just that, but the conversation we had, though, you had like um – um, I, I guess you said rental properties and things. So I mean, you're you're really keeping busy. And um, on top of all that thing, if things get going with this into the basement type movie that you know thing, I, I still yeah. want you in it, of course. So you know, I mean, that's that's all kinds of stuff.
5: Absolutely, and what I was saying about AI is artificial intelligence.
4: Yeah, and- yeah. I figured that's what you're getting at.
5: We have to have three seconds of your voice to replicate it, and um, AI can actually have a discussion on your behalf, um, and it's really hard to distinguish, distinguish between a real person and AI.
4: That is so yeah. freaky uh, because, I mean, uh, pretty soon there'll be – I mean, people that pay enough money will be able to go to news people and they'll broadcast fake stuff.
5: Yeah, and I I think there's going to be a lot of money in applications or in uh, technology that will be able to discern AI from a real person, Um, whether it's audio recording or real-time content. Or video content, or whatever it may be. If they can, if they, can, if they're good enough to create the AI to replicate, replicate the voice, then they ought to be good enough to create AI to dis, distinguish between a real person and, and, and you know, AI. Yeah, yeah that's, my humble that's
4: opinion. it's getting into. I've I've been watching enough YouTube with uh stuff like that to. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be like uh, fifty, fifty years from now. Two foot Fred's going to still be alive, but in AI, and they're going to replicate you and put you in a movie uh, without your consent because you'll be dead by then. And uh, but any surviving members of your family, over you know that all that, <laughs> they're they're going to like say okay, we need the money, and then two foot Fred's going to be around in twenty fifty. <laughs> like with this That's cameo him. in a in, in Star Wars' like twentieth uh, movie. Um <laughs> yeah. as a stormtrooper and then, then uh AI Carrie Fisher is gonna say, Are you a little short for a stormtrooper? And you're gonna say, Well yeah, I think so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh
5: yeah. Yeah oh, boy, you know oh. the future. Uh,
1: Absolutely.
4: By then, they probably, they'll be able to upload our
1: consciousness to a. Uh, yeah, to
4: yeah. a, to a yeah. Yeah, like they do in some movies now. Like, uh, have you seen um, what was that? Uh, South uh, movie made in South Africa. It was a kind of a remake of Short Circuit. It was Chappie. Chappie.
1: Chappie. He was yeah.
4: uploaded. He, he uploaded like. Uh, uh, people into it to be like him <laughs> it's like uploading your conscious and your memory I keep thinking like um, uh, in like teleportation circumstances if that's possible where's the soul how do you teleport that how do you tell how do you how do you like upload a soul into your robot self you know, stuff like that I could like go on and on about
1: <laughs>
5: like, Oh no, I'm I'm with you on that, and um, I mean that's a really good question, and um and then then I mean I've been doing a lot of I don't know if you call it research, but a lot of reading and 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 watching on on social media and stuff or on the internet about you know we're all energy and energy is never neither created nor destroyed, so when we die. Um, and I'm a believer, so I believe, you know, you go to heaven, but there's different theories on what what heaven exactly is, and it that could we're be another all... dimension. Right. That's what they're not saying. Not just up, up what... above,
4: like hell is down below. It could be another dimension. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and, and I don't know that. It, and time is not linear. for I've come to figure that out. I think. I don't Me understand. too. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but. You know the everything that's ever happened and ever will happen is all going on right now at this very instant in different dimensions, and I, I'm I don't know I I would love to figure out or I'd love to be able to spend enough time doing transcendental uh, meditation and, and you know and and visit some of those other dimensions, but I'd be afraid I get get stuck in one. <coughs> I, I
4: think uh, stuff like that when it comes to transcendental meditation there's uh, a lot of things to watch out for just like um tarot card readings and and um, uh, you know crystal balls and things like that we got to have a conversation yeah. about this uh, uh beyond um people listening I'd love to talk to you, you I'm into this kind of stuff too.
1: <laughs> I
0: so, Absolutely. yeah, you,
4: we got to, like, outside of this realm, we've got to talk uh, um, uh, uh, because we can... I really want to focus on you for the purposes of our listeners. Yeah. Um, this is great stuff, though. I mean, we were talking... Uh, the last time we had a conversation um, uh, w- was about UFOs and things and stuff. But um, to uh, kind of uh, change course a little bit, I was doing laundry um earlier uh today and um and uh I got everything out of the washing machine and I put it into the dryer but there there was no dryer dwarf in there.
1: <laughs>
4: I saw that today. Saw that video.
0: Come here you old the through echo. Frankie, come here. And I
1: walked out there, and he's like, you got to see this.
0: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Then I told her to come back uh, with that that other one where you were, what was it? You were like a little superhero. (laughs) It was like a
5: 3 minutes short. Red Hornet. I was Before any of the Big and Rich stuff, I did that on my own. Yeah, the Red Hornet. The Red Red Hornet. Hornet.
4: Absolutely,, no. yeah, that is great. You no, went into a cabinet cute. and you came out and then uh i was going there's a little no budget thing you gotta see with 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 Fred <laughs>
1: yeah I, I was, you, know, I you know I
4: really love how you own who you are, and you make fun of it. you allow people to make fun of it, and they're not really like going ha 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 you're you look at how small you are. And and uh, and and when if you ask me, with everything that you've done, it's not it's not your physical stature. I mean, everything that you've done is like you're like two feet tall. You're like a giant. Um, that said, um, I, I mean I I love how you own it, and um, um, yeah, I mean you know and. Um, you do everything that you do which is you've been successful <laughs> the whole lines from um everything I've known about you and we've talked about um and uh, it, 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 it's amazing as a matter of fact um I love Billy Barty um but I yeah. uh, your I'm your number one fan when it comes to people of your stature <laughs> I mean you and there's been many I love Tyne Bandits I I love, I I mean, the whole nine yards. What do you think? Now, in this um, day and age currently, there's this thing that's viral around the Internet about the frickin' Disney remake of Snow White. Um, And uh, they're not seven dwarfs anymore. Uh, They're like, uh, I don't know what they are. Uh, And... um, I forgot his name, the guy from uh, the Game of Thrones, said, you know what, when it comes to Snow White, we're not going to, uh, 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 being a dwarf as I am, uh, uh, they, they live in a cave and they, they do no. It's <laughs> something like, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and uh, no. so Disney You're decided cheated. to make them not dwarves. And then um, dwarf actors are coming out saying, you know what, they, uh, if they just stuck to the story, we can have jobs. What do you right. think about all that? The whole nine yards.
5: Well, I think it's bigger than just little people not having jobs. I think it's, uh, you know, first of all, the, the guy you're thinking of, Peter Dinklage. Um, yeah. The actor from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, and I, th- but I think that it's much larger from a standpoint of. They're probably gonna have, um, they're probably gonna have black transgender, um, whatever, in uh, in in the movie instead of the Seven Dwarfs.
0: I don't know how you uh, even. I don't know well, how you. What? I said. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Yeah.
5: Well, I mean, and I'm not being facetious, but it's like, come on, people. How do you how do you keep the same context? of Snow White uh, without the Seven Dwarfs. I mean, yeah. I don't understand. I mean, how, what, you know, the Disney, if it wasn't for Marvel, they're lucky they have Marvel. Otherwise, I would completely, I wouldn't have Disney Plus or anything, but I have it because I'm addicted to, I'm obsessed with Marvel movies. Um, and that's where I got the idea, you know, the, whole Tony Stark thing dying and and um feel like he probably uploaded his I feel like he went to the future because he brought back uh one of um went to the past and the future and figured out how to upload his consciousness um to an a you know to a robot or to one of his suits but anyway that's a whole other deal but anyway yeah. Disney is too woke they need to get unwoke and I thought when they, they brought Izer back I- I thought when they brought Michael Eisner back as CEO, I thought that, that might have helped. And it maybe, excuse me, it might have helped a little bit. But um, I, I've heard here recently, meaning within this past week, I've read and heard some things not too flattering about Disney as far as their, their underground, as far as um, the real motive behind a lot of Disney's stuff, if you will.
4: Guy and I've I heard a like- lot about that too yeah it's, and, uh, um, it, it's not just it goes beyond woke um the, oh, the yeah. definition of woke um and everything and as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to woke things it's um when it comes to Hollywood studios making movies, it's an agenda before entertainment
1: there's oh, an absolutely.
4: En- yeah yeah.
5: And they just they just are able to, spin it or put a twist on it just enough to make it sell. But, yeah, you know you look, look at the most recent Black Panther movie, and I I like the first Black Panther movie.
1: The oh, me too. Movie,
5: the second movie was I thought awful, and not because yeah. of, not because of um, the way it shifted, but uh, or not because of the shift. But I think the way it was portrayed I don't know, it just it came off as is as, as not I mean, not appealing to me, let's put it that way. And I Yeah, me, not,
4: me too. Me too. I didn't I'm like not, how I, they put the the submariner you know, as an uh like an Az- Aztec uh <laughs> uh for one thing, but I mean there was mostly women that were kicking ass and they put the guy secondary and, you know, in some movies it's, a, I, it, yeah, but it's, it's the agenda. It's the message. Have it, you listen to on YouTube, the, the critical drinker?
5: No, I've, I think I've heard of him.
1: You've got to
4: watch some of his, uh, his uh, critiques over the years of movies and stuff. And uh, he, he, he's very precise. Um, but, uh, you know, he, uh, it, just look him up and you'll know what I mean. And at the very end of every one of his videos, he goes, well, that's enough for today. Go away now. Oh. He's like Irish. <laughs> and so it's no. like, but he he's precise on, on stuff like that. Um, that's just one of them. But I've noticed that there's so many that that come up against the institution of like the whole Hollywood agenda, what they're doing lately, it's like it's not what it used to be, which is just for entertainment. They're trying to push stuff on us.
5: <laughs> yeah, like, and they're getting no,
1: more, entertain us.
5: They're hiding it less and less. And on the flip side of that, though, as far as the, what the market and consumers are embracing, we'll get – I don't know if you've heard of Oliver Anthony. He's got the song Rich Men North of Richmond. Oh, it sounds and familiar. He he in one week he like went from a nobody small town uh dive bar playing uh singer songwriter to the top of the charts in a like in a week, thanks to social media.
1: <laughs>
5: and this oh. guy's a real deal. And um and then you look at Jason Aldean's song, um try this in a small town. With the
1: Oh, yeah.
5: yeah. But, but guess who's still, guess who all is still on top of the charts, and guess what? Aldean didn't lose any ticket sales over it. He always sold it. He, kept, he sold out those
1: because of it. I, 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 I was under
4: before. the impression for a short while that CMT banned him to make money.
1: They did. They did. <laughs> but I don't they
4: think that's true. But, I mean, oh, gosh, it did. 100... I mean, it, it, it focused on him because Jason Aldean's songs, um uh, uh for the country for i mean it they never were a discussion. he was just country a country music star now he 's in the limelight with this controversy. there 's so many youtube videos of uh especially um black people that um review that video and go i don 't see nothing wrong with this they 're talking about you know and, and everything and yeah. it just it's just so it's silly. The world has gone topsy turvy.
5: You're exactly right, and and I love seeing YouTube and TikTok videos about um, with black people that are like, "Look, he's right." You know, coming around and all he's saying is, "Is we don't want that kind of behavior here. Get on out unless you want to want to find out. You know, fuck around and find out." And um, yeah. there's I, there's nothing wrong with that, and I mean I've been on a few TikTok lives with with um, uh, snowflakes and and woke people and Democrats and whatnot lefties. And one time I said that song came up, and I said, "Tell me, give me a lyric in that song that is supposed to be so racist." were so bad. Tell me, give me a lyric, and I, I had listened to the song prior to being on there, and um, it, it got quiet for a minute, and this one guy speaks up and he says, "Okay." It says, and I think they were all googling the lyrics because none of them could answer me, and this guy spoke up and he said, "Okay," he talks about being a good old boy. He said, "You know what that's a dog whistle for, don't you?" And I said, "Oh yeah." No. Not really. And That's
4: not what he meant. Uh, the good old boys, the, the uh, the you no, know, the...
5: He meant, he meant yeah. the guy down the road that will help you out if you need help.
4: Yeah, exactly right.
5: And they were trying to make it yeah. twisted to make it sound like it was a dog whistle, you know, for good old boys, you know, whatever you want to call it, like Illuminati shit. And, um... Or redneck, you know bigots, and nothing could be further from the truth, and that's that's the sad part is that they um and, and I I listen to i
1: for as much as I hate
5: to admit it for whatever reason I I um and you know I'm listen to a lot of TikTok lives and a lot of lefties because I want to hear what they're talking about and. um, It's amazing how literally you can tune into one of these lives and unless you heard names, you honestly, you'd have a hard time telling whether they were talking about Democrats or Republicans from that standpoint. And you could almost use Trump, and, and I'm a Trump guy, pretty much, but you could use, I'm Trump more than Biden, and you could really interchange their names for what these people were saying about them, about Trump,
1: Uh, you would have a hard
5: time unless you knew that they were talking about Trump. You'd have a hard time knowing that otherwise. My point is, is that it's gotten that bad to where, um, at the top, you know, they, this witch hunt, um, that they're trying to conduct with Trump is just mind-blowingly, um, obsessively not necessary. I mean, because it's exact I'm not saying that Trump is 100% innocent in all this, but did he do anything any worse than what has been done since Nixon? No. I mean, I think, I think that um, obviously Clinton um, and I don't even care about the sexual stuff with Clinton. Well, I mean, he ought to if he wants to get a blowjob in the Office, and so be it. Because we all know that Kennedy and and uh, a, lot, a lot of them uh, had uh, indiscretions um, in the White House. But um, you know, the fact that the the problem is is that they've they've weaponized resources from the federal government that should never have been weaponized to uh, towards a political politi- act. Ah political opponent and um, it's really really sad and you just wonder when when where gonna stop
4: yeah it's a lot worse it Uh, uh, it it it, it keeps getting worse I I uh, actually um uh when I go through the news uh I I don't want to hear about the Trump indictments because um um, I want to hear what the outcome is, but uh, I'm tired of hearing about that, uh, about um, the the whole uh, um, yeah,
0: it's Trump interfering the
4: with the 2020 election and and and, and yeah. all that stuff.
0: Yeah, he's about to surrender himself in Georgia, and that's just to keep him from the Republican presidential debate um that's coming up next week that's the only reason why they're saying surrender yourself in georgia because they don't want him at the republican presidential debate well
5: the debate is on the 23rd and that uh, he wants him to uh he needs to turn himself in by the 25th so i
0: sorry i've got allergy drainage uh um, nope. dude you know going to be really funny is, and i'm i'm gonna laugh I will laugh my ass off if it goes live and Trump just struts his stuff right out there <laughs> at his podium. I
1: mean, it going be debate, like a
0: big, like, middle finger to all you guys. You ain't got nothing on me. Yeah,
5: and they're saying that he won't, that um, he he's not going to sign the, the, um, the, uh, not the oath, but the, um, Oh, dang it. They've got a, uh, they've got a, um, what the hell do you call that? Um, they've got a, uh, like a, uh, an agreement that they want everybody that's going to be on the debate to sign that they will support whoever wins the nomination. And Trump's saying that he won't sign it. Um, okay. So he may or may not be on the debate anyway. Huh. But um, I'm sorry. I'm I. I like to say I say that I I can get on a soapbox because it makes me a yeah. foot taller.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's another thing, Fred. That we got to talk about behind the scenes because uh, I uh, I yeah we got a lot to talk about. I we're on the same level with a lot of stuff. What with, with yeah. uh, well, not a lot. Everything. Everything that you've said, I'm really on the same I, level.
5: And I find myself in agreement with most people.
4: Uh, well, yeah, I do too.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We are about to be cut off. Um, okay. So we uh, we're in time. after hours. It's way over an
4: hour. We've. We've talked so much, and and we covered a lot of bases too, especially uniquely with you. So uh, I'm really happy about that. Now we're just, you know, talking about
0: um,
4: the way the world works and uh, the whole nine yards. But yeah, we are getting close to 9:30 our time, and they will cut us off
0: mid sentence if we don't do anything beforehand. Um. Fred, I would love to book you again for another show, and you can meet the other co-host, William Brower. I know we had trouble Sunday night, that's why we did the show this night. And it's like I said, um, we usually do our shows on Sunday night, so people are not used to us doing a show on Wednesday night. And we, when Nick and I and Tom were talking, you know, we were a little slow, but. Like I said, we jumped up three notches um we are at number three right now in a live episode Ooh. Sunday night. We were number one, so we dropped uh we jumped up all those notches and um I would love to have you back on on the sunday night and uh if you are willing to come back, oh no, absolutely, I will for sure. All right. Yeah, um, and uh look-
4: we we've, we've got to talk. Oh, hey, uh, Fred, um your yeah. um your page on Facebook is that monitored by somebody else or is that you? <laughs>
5: uh it's me when I get when I when I yeah, it's, When, I, you, I, when try- you get around
4: to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I'll I'll message <laughs> you on that um or or something when I have a nice little um uh, poolside uh, phone conversation about the meaning of life <laughs> and oh, politics.
0: Yeah, and that, that would great. Since, since, I got, since I got you on, how about not this Sunday, but next Sunday? Would you be willing to come on? Um, Yeah, I'll have to look and see what I've got going on, but on top of
5: the head, yes.
0: Okay, all right, I, I think that sounds great. And Nick, I, will, I, I totally want to pick your brain a lot more, too. Yeah,
4: we'll, we'll talk about it a little great. later. Francie, don't forget we got uh, I Want to Get Mary Quijano, who did The Indian Problem um, yes. uh, on the show, too. Uh, and, and that's a great book that I recently published. It's uh, a, a novel that takes place in the uh, oh early 19th century about um, the um, – uh, atrocities that the Canadian government gave upon the indigenous tribes in a um orphanage in canada um oh, wow. and the and the uh wendigo um comes in and uh you know does stuff yeah.
1: so yeah but
4: yeah, I'm trying to get her on the show so we'll we'll figure it out, but uh, we yeah. would like you on the show again, of course I mean yeah, and i'm Did gonna wanna- if this Talking into to you show. inspires me to work on the Into the Basement rescript. Um also.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and um, <laughs> no, I can text you all the show pages. If there's any show that you want to call into, don't hesitate. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and, uh,
5: Nick, consider switching that Into the Basement. The Think about switching the lead to a little person. That would be very interesting.
1: <laughs>
4: Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? You'd like to be the star of the whole goddamn thing, wouldn't you? <laughs> no,
5: I didn't, I, I didn't say me. I, didn't I not say little person?
4: Well, you did. You did. You, that is true. That is true. Well, I would put
5: my hands up. I would definitely want to audition for it, for sure.
4: Oh, you'd <laughs> have to be the mortician. Um, yeah. Like I, you know, but um, do you have anybody in mind to play a lead? Uh, that you have a no. person in mind that that well, would play yeah. the lead. As, yeah. as, as, as far birdies as birdies I'm concerned, are. it could all be little people. I mean, I that guess, would be, be like different. people would like go what and and yeah, uh, and if it if it's directed well and written well, it would go over great too. I I can't
1: it's
4: imagine that a hundred percent. But I would love to do. I mean, that sounds so creative to me. Um, Yeah. Well.
5: Yeah.
1: um, I don't
5: know. I don't know. You might have a hard time finding enough. Uh, Well, maybe not. I mean, you have to tap into the LPA, probably the Little People of America, to to find all your people. But yeah.
4: I'm sure that the Game of Thrones guy wouldn't like uh, be a part of it (laughs) at all. Well.
5: I've heard it, Peter, to be a little rough to work with. Um, <laughs> he, he uh, well, no, seriously, like I heard, but um, a buddy of mine is Earl Brown, that was on the show Deadwood. He was uh, Dan's daughter, the the head lynchman on Deadwood, and then he played Meatloaf and uh, VH1 uh, behind the music Meatloaf story or whatever, or no, but. Uh, whatever movie it was. It was VH one movie Meatloaf and then he played um who else? Oh, he was uh Earl was uh Warren on something about Mary. You know, Frankie and frankie Frank and Have you seen my baseball?
0: Have you seen Frank my baseball? I found your baseball. You found baseball?
5: Yeah. <laughs> and Earl worked with uh, Peter on um, I can't remember what movie it was. He worked with Peter Peter on, and he said that he he was all over the place when they when they were reading lines. He said, but when that camera went on, when they when they yelled action, he said he was caught on as far as um, you know his ability to act. So he said before before that he seemed like a, he like my buddy Earl was. A little concerned I think because Earl's pretty uh, by the book as far as he's a serious actor and um but he said Peter turn it on. Um but I've never met Peter. I met I met Vern Troyer one time. Um oh. he was way cool he was way cool. But um Vern passed away I believe. Oh
0: uh.
5: well And Vern you know who was Vern was mini me. And all the awesome power stuff
1: oh, uh, you so. you've got me
4: thinking um about stuff and things yeah' With into the basement you got me thinking um uh, about uh-huh. i mean I can like write it however i want <laughs> um here's a, here's another huh.
5: twist. all the all the um all of the main characters are little people but your the victims are all average-sized women i, I like Think it
0: that, i like it i can already see it i like it i can there, i can right. see
4: some of that i can see um i can see a lot of that um and, and
5: then you would the have little, the dynamic of, of the you little person here? yeah and you oh, i mean have like dynamic of it. As a white person, uh, bad guy, you know, being, having a hard time sometimes dealing with these women from a physical standpoint, like, you know, the bad guy, um, you know, has a few close calls where the women about get away, kind of thing, but yet, as the movie progresses, you can make it where he he gets smarter and smarter, like making sure that he um you know incapacitates them before they even get to that point um and i'm not speaking from personal personal experience um <laughs> I'm just to, i've got a vivid imagination
0: i like it Nick. so have
4: i <laughs> you've got my gears turning about this though um about um
0: Fred, right i'm going to get
4: them on that's that's that would be that would make the movie unique um, yeah. in a lot okay. of ways too,
1: like and maybe
4: maybe uh, maybe in contrast, um, get some tall people, uh, really super tall people, um, to like I don't know I don't know I don't want to make it necessarily a physical issue, but. Um, right. Um I like it. But um but yeah, we'll we'll see about that. That's got my gears turning.
0: Flat, like the flickering light in the basement and then, you know the guy's right there and he's mutilating the body.
1: <laughs> and
0: it's gonna have to be a uh, harder thing because I mean, do I say yeah, little? because
5: he can't, re- he can't reach everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be harder for them to get to the body, and you know, the light. Well, the thing about the
4: corner <laughs> thing is that everything is um, surrounding his stature, so that he's able to in the corner sequence. Um, he, he would be able to reach everything. It's just a taller people have to like you know lean down and
0: yeah um, yeah, the, the um, but, little
4: um person have, have other characters be different the body. statures like that 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 actually sounds um interesting
0: yeah because yeah. the light is <laughs> in the- the little guy is, you know, at a different part of the body, and, it's like, and then the bigger guy is looking like, oh, and he's going to be terrified, and or she's going to be terrified, and, and then there's another flicker of the light, and, you know, the little person is at another part of the body.
4: Maybe Fred can be more than one character and it, just looking different. Um, when you, uh, yeah. you um, before we uh, lose time, uh, I've seen trailers for some of the other movies that you've been in. Um, did you have like acting coaches and things?
5: Um I yes and no. I did go to an acting coach uh, for a couple of years in Nashville, mainly because I saw the writing on the wall as far as hoping to prog- you know, hoping to move into uh acting rather than because I don't sing and perform in that way and I knew that I was gonna eventually age out of hopping around on stage during save a horse and was very subject to John and Kenny staying together, which they didn't they broke up for a while, which is kind of what the reason I'm no longer living in Nashville mainly not from a not from a um militia standpoint, from their their point of view at all, mainly from a from a, a dollars and cents as far as starting all starting all over production wise when they put things back together. But um so I, I did have an acting coach. I went to a voice coach, um and all that in, in Nashville, but um I always felt like I I had it but the acting ability but um, I needed to learn not to be over the top with everything and that, you know, kind of pull it back just to shade and truly act rather than just be like this character. And so over the top would be like... The Red Hornet would be like something over the top. But um, that's what that was, obviously. Um, or a music video would be over the top. But um, the acting would be more like what I did in... Um, the, uh, ambush at Dark Canyon was, um, that, it was leading in it. And, uh, I, I played a, um, like an early 1900s um, newspaper guy, um, and I'm only in it for about a minute or two, but, um, it was pretty neat. I, 'cause a buddy of mine had had co-produced the movie and, um, he sent me the script just just for me to, you know, as a buddy just say, Hey, what do you think about this? And I wrote him back and said, I think I need to be I can't remember the character's name, but I need to be so and so and he's like, Done. I was like, Perfect. And then I was also a um I was in a movie called the Secret Handshake and, and um um oh shoot, what's his name? He played uh he played, um not Hercules. Yeah, Hercules in the uh, in the TV show. Um, oh. Uh, oh, you would know. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, oh, I'm sure. I, do. I can't think of it either. He was in the movie God is dead or God's not dead.